Welcome inside the lab at Formula 4 Media. I am Bob McGee. Today I am speaking with Julie Sylvester, executive producer of Living in Digital Times, who produces a fashion wear high-tech show at the annual CES uh, show in Las Vegas. And she also spearheads the Sports and Fitness Tech Summit at CES, a conference that has grown from 1,500 square feet in 2011 to over 30,000 square feet in January of 2017. Julie, a Midwesterner who has had a life in the theater industry, including 25 years of acting, directing, and managing small theater companies. Those experiences led, led her to start her own production company, Julie and Friends, which produces theater, corporate, and social events. Good afternoon, Julie. Let's get started. First, could you share some details about the January 17 uh, Fitness Tech Summit at CES? What's new this time around? And could you offer some highlights of the agenda and speakers and any key trends that might be addressed? Sure. Uh, hi, Bob. Uh, the Fitness Tech this year is going to open up. Actually, Fitness Tech is two parts. We have the Fitness and Technology Marketplace, and we have the Sports and Fitness Tech Summit. The, the summit is a full day of conference with speakers, demonstrations, discussions on what's happening with upcoming trends. A few announcements are being made, and some new technology is being explored. And on the show floor, we actually opened up a brand new hall in the sands. We're opening up Hall D this year, which will be in addition to CES Tech West, which will include such brands as EB Brands, Catapult, Amir Sports, a couple of new companies, Bolt, AIQ Clothing. We also have Aftershocks, New Hera, brand new company, and Sensoria. And in the Fitness Tech Conference, we're going to have a full day talking about athletic trends, what happened in Rio, and what's upcoming for our fitness trackers. What about the, uh, what about the fashion wear show? You know, when is that at CES, and what types of products and brands can attendees expect to see? The fashion wear show takes place on Friday. We have three shows. It's on the Phillips stage in the United Healthcare Pavilion. It actually will take place at 10 a.m., 12 p.m., and 2.30 p.m. We are being sponsored by UCAM, which is a makeup app that allows you to completely transform and see what's happening with your hair and makeup styles before it actually happens. A little virtual reality, augmented reality thrown in there. Okay, that's, We're that's, bringing Friday, in that's Friday, January 6th. Friday, January Friday, 6th. January 6th. Okay, so Friday, okay. January 6th. So we're bringing in a few of our regular designers, and we have a couple of new designers from Make Fashion, as well as we're welcoming Pauline van Dongen, I believe I pronounced that correctly, from the Netherlands, who's bringing in a few designs. Pauline's actually a high-tech designer that focuses more on fashion. So I think what we're going to see this year in the Fashion Wear Show is a, a trend towards ready-to-wear as opposed to DIY, outrageous, futuristic designs. And we also have a few new trackers and watches from Philips, Fitbit, and we have a new company with smart fabrics called Sonoma, X-E-N-O-M-A, Sonoma, that actually has built the biometrics sensors right into the fabric. Sonoma oh. is actually launching at CES. We're seeing a, a we're seeing a big trend towards biometrics in the fabrics so that they're less obtrusive, they're more woven, or they're ironed on, or they're just more convenient for the wearer. Wearable smart apparel, some experts have said it's more gadgetry than garment. It sounds like you're suggesting that that may be changing a little bit starting here at CES in uh, January. Well, you know, the fashion wear show 
we actually did it for the first time in 2011. And what we had then was we had a lot of sports trackers, heart rate monitors, and not really the high-tech fashions that we're seeing now. We had a lot of flashing LED lights. But as people are more willing to share their information or get more information about what we're calling the internet of the body, then we're seeing a more trend towards fashion rather than it being a niche market, as they say. What about the price affordability issue with high-tech garments? Do you see that changing? Do you think, uh, my colleague had asked, do you think we'll ever see the retail industry will ever have a wearable t-shirt or garment that's available at Walmart or Costco, or is that you know too low-end? No, I think that we will start to see that. Actually, DuPont is working with some iron-on biometrics, which is really going to take the price down. What I think Our challenges right now are in mass production. So once we figure out how to mass produce the sensor so that it can be put on a t-shirt in Walmart, then I think that we'll see that happen. And I would say we're just really not that far off. I I do have another company that I'm not at liberty to talk about. It will be announcing in spring who has figured out a way to make the technology so that it is accessible to all garment, washable, removable, and unobtrusive. It sounds, sounds very exciting. So it sounds like there's many breakthroughs here and Zoom, you mentioned the other company as well. Back to the question about the gadgetry versus the garment. So do you think that the developers and designers and vendors are working hard to change the perception that's more gadgetry and then making it more you know fashion forward with disembedded? Uh, and I think you've talked about that with the, the iron-on biometrics and such, but working towards that goal of making it, you don't know that you're wearing a smart garment? I, I think that that's exactly where we're headed. And I think it's important for, I think it's important for the consumer to know that that the designers are working to make it more fashion forward so that it just becomes a way of life. You know, we didn't know that we were going to be carrying around a smartphone a couple of years ago, but now it's an accessory that everybody has. So I, I, I believe that the designers in the next couple of years will be able to offer an alternative that is something everybody's going to have in their closet. See it, see yes. Are those products likely to be on the market? at any time in 2017, or are they futuristic like two or three years down the road? Products that are, are being shown at CES in January, we usually like to have them on on the market by the third quarter. So hopefully that, you know, barring complications, manufacturing problems, any number of things that can go wrong, we will have them on the market by the third quarter. Are you seeing any, are you seeing more uh, collaborations between the vendors, say the the sports manufacturers and the medical community on smart technology, uh, smart, uh, smart wearables as well? I see a lot of cooperation. Companies that, that used to call themselves fitness and sports companies are actually transforming into the digital health arena. And the digital health companies that started out with maybe a high-tech medical device are actually using them more for athletes and your weekend warriors. So we're seeing a crossover between both digital health to fitness tech, fitness to digital health. Okay, well, well, thank you for your insights today, Julie. You can see Julie and everything else at Fashionware High Tech Show and the Sports and Fitness Tech Summit at CES in Las Vegas, uh, January 5th to the 8th. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Inside the Lab at Formula 4 Media. This is Bob McGee.